This isn't Madonna, and I love listening to Time to Talk. Well, hello. How are you? Thanks for meeting me here. The fortress is being cleaned today. So I just need a couple of hours, so I thought we'll just meet out here at this coffee shop and you know, start having a little conversation here. We can go into the fortress later. Um, Igor is almost done with the broom. He's just putting the finishing touches. I only like taking people in there when it's, you know, just, just so. So listen, I went to a Madonna tribute show last night. And wow, does it make you appreciate the talent of the real deal. This woman had nothing of Madonna's... I don't know, what do we call it? Razzmatazz. Her only redeeming quality, a fairly passable voice, although it didn't sound anything like Madonna, and she didn't know how to use the mic. So if you can imagine the high notes of Ray of Light with the mouth literally touching the mic, absolutely ear-piercing. It really wasn't pleasant. This impersonator... Of Madonna, she didn't swear, she didn't hump, she didn't spit, she didn't spray pussy juice all over the front row. It just made you realise that it really does take more than a strategically placed stocking in your hair to convince people that you are the real deal. Oh, and by the way, this Madonna didn't dance while she sang. Yeah, you heard that right. This Madonna didn't dance while she sang. She moved, but she didn't dance. Hello? There was nothing synchronised. She had a Donna Delore and a Nikki Harris, although they didn't sing, they only danced. It was very discombobulating. So I've been asking a few Madonna fans this week if they've listened to the Tension album. Kylie's Tension album and are you surprised to learn that the vast majority of Madonna fans simply said no what's that about do you think I mean if you love Madonna surely you love great pop music why aren't you listening to Tension if you're a Madonna fan let's be honest let's call this exactly what it is it's jealousy The hardcore Madonna fans don't want to acknowledge that it's possible for a woman of a certain age to still be absolutely leading the way in the pop world, still producing modern pop hits. And that jealousy is to the extent where they won't even put tension on and give it a listen, even if it's just so that they can criticise it. Come on, guys. If you're a Madonna fan, you've got to listen to Tension and tell us what you think. You can tell me. I don't mind if you don't like it. Don't be one of these Madonna fans with your head in the sand, waiting year after year for her to produce that piece of music that you think is going to come your way eventually if you wait long enough and if you wish hard enough. Madonna is fantastic. But if you love pop music, you'll love tension. But if you don't listen to it, I guess it's your loss. It's an incredible album. It's certainly joined my top five. I'd be interested to know, has it joined your top five Kylie albums? It hasn't 
certainly dethroned Rhythm of Love for me, or Light Years. And if I was to try to compare it to something in her back catalogue, I think Tension is most closely related to Golden and Fever. And who would have thought that those two sounds could be fused together in one album and work? But that's what's happened here. Now listen, not everyone likes it. Mark from Sydney, Australia. Hi Tim, friend of your show Mark here. I was hoping to join in your discussion on tension, but I have to work tomorrow or today, whichever day you're hearing this. Anyway, my thoughts on tension. This is the most indifferent to a Kylie album I have ever been upon its release. I'm a huge fan and I have passionately loved many albums and also passionately despised some albums on release as well. Body Language X, Kiss Me Once. I feel tension is about Kylie solidifying brand identity. The lyric, Call Me Kylie, Don't Imitate, is very telling about what this album's aim or the era's aim is all about. But the album tension, I feel like it's the most calculated brand Kylie album that she has ever released. And I respect what she's doing and the importance of this area in the context of following up Fever 20-ish years later and what it means for the future of her business. But as a fan and, a, and as an album, for me, I'm not connecting with it. Sorry. Thanks, Mark, and g'day as always. Indifference, my friend, is in some ways even less complimentary than hate. I hope it grows on you, Mark, my friend. And I want to know what you're thinking of the album. Take out that voice recorder and give me a minute or so, just like Mark did. Let me know what you're thinking of tension, or any other topic for that matter, and email it to the email address, the very special email address, time to talk Australia at outlook.com. Time to talk Australia at Outlook. Now, what will single number three be? It seems Hold On To Now and Vegas High are the prime contenders. But either way, I'm telling you what, there is already a healthy budget for another epic video because she is killing it at the moment. The rumour is, however, that the video has actually already been shot. And... When does she start in Vegas, by the way? When's that happening? I have a feeling it's early November, somewhere around there. So if that's the case, maybe we could expect the new single in October, or around mid-October, so that it guns it, like they coincide everything just perfectly. Either way, when hopefully you're like me, and you're not in a rush, you're just just absorbing what's happening at the moment. Kylie is bloody on fire. I, uh, I honestly always knew she'd have another third coming, if you want to call it that, but um, this is one's different. It's, it's, it's commercially unbelievable, like Fever, like a meteor, but there's, have you noticed there's something extra about this one? like respect, true respect, 
which is where, you know, to come full circle, those Madonna fans have the jealousy because Madonna doesn't have that. She, she, I love Madonna and I hope she produces fantastic new music in the future and I hope she kills it on her celebration tour. But this brand of respect that Kylie has, this quiet dignity thing, oh, wow, um, it's the envy. I can't think of any other current pop celebrity who has it, but she's certainly walking the lines of people like Jane Fonda, you know, the old Hollywood stars who've earned their stripes. That's that's it. I've just nailed it. That's what I'm feeling. The world finds her new and contemporary, but at the same time, there's this honour for the fact that she's earned her stripes. Who can tell me a bit more about this conversation with Kylie Minogue? I think it's at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Is it kind of like an audience with Kylie? US style? Someone let me know about that. I'd love to know a bit more about the conversation with Kylie. It's in October, apparently. And talking of Vegas tickets, they're rare as hen's teeth, as you know. And some fans are making a special plea to you. Here's Rudy. Hi, everyone. My name is Rudy Palma. I live just outside New York City, and I've been on the podcast before. My best friend and I, Ronnie, um, we've bonded over our love of Kylie for, wow, almost 13 years by now. And uh, we both tried for over five hours each day to get tickets for Vegas for any show, any, and we're unsuccessful. And uh, spontaneity is not really baked very well into our lives because he's a pre-K teacher and I'm a social worker. So we can't just hop on a plane one day before and do this like some people are seem to be able to do. Uh, so if anyone has any extra seats on any day, uh, we are willing to rearrange our schedule <laughs> in order to join you. In fact, someone offered us seats at his table and then vanished. I've been ghosted by men before, but not over Kylie tickets. Um, so we are desperate. Uh, Rudy Palma, R-U-D-Y, P-A-L-M-A at yahoo.com. Oh, we hope someone has an extra pair of tickets. Thank you very much. Good luck with that, Rudy. It's lovely to hear your voice. Now, look, some of you have asked for more from me about the saga of my iPhone that we started in the last podcast. Even more of you have asked me to stop talking about it, but that just provokes me, quite frankly. So I'll just let you know this. I'm still stuck with an unused iPhone 15 Pro, 128 gigabytes, which I'm still trying to sell. Unused, barely touched, 150 less than retail. But do you think I can sell it? I've had like dozens of inquiries, but maybe I just don't have that knack of negotiation. Like these people are nutters offering ridiculous prices, saying they're going to come by right now and pick it up. And it just, some of it, in fact, I know in my waters that some of it's all a scam. They're trying to rip me off. So look, I'll let you know how the phone goes. I'm sitting here with my two bloody iPhone 15s, but the one that I am using with the higher amount of storage is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Fingers crossed I'll find the time to sell it. And before we start talking about tension, track by track, here's a bit of an incentive for you. 
to rate this show. Rating this show with positive stars or reviews keeps it free. So I want to give you some motivation to do that. I'm giving away a red vinyl Two Hearts single. You might know the one, uh, the vinyl Two Hearts red disc. I believe it's in good condition. I bought it a long time ago. It's still in the cardboard. Um, and all you have to do to get an entry into that draw is send me proof that you've given this show a rating. Now, hand on heart, if you give this show a one-star rating, like a terrible rating, that's okay. You'll still get an entry. Good or bad, you will get an entry into this draw. Go to whatever podcast platform you want, rate the show, and take a snap of the proof. Email it to me time to talk Australia at outlook.com if you leave a written review for this show now that can be on one of the platforms like Apple or whatever or there are websites where you can leave a written review and suggest certain podcasts even if you go to one of those and write a written review you get three entries into the draw YouTube is not included in this so if you can rate the podcast you will go into the draw. Now we're drawing around Christmas time. We want to give lots of time for you to to get out there and leave reviews. Why am I doing this? Look, truly, your reviews and ratings means that I can avoid monetizing this show, which is a difficult thing to do. Uh, I just don't like the idea of having the show infiltrated by commercials and advertisements and they get to put them in wherever they want so i'm trying to avoid that who knows i might have to eventually do it at some stage but i'm going to hold out for as long as possible and that's where you come in you can absolutely help okay i hope you've had a great week why don't you take my hand it's like a dream i had and you're standing right here and now just imagine come on Let's walk into the fortress. Don't be scared. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. Artists seem to get in the way of the music. Get out of the way of the music. Tension for me is, is much deeper, much more tender, and much more emotional than it probably appears to be on first listen. Yeah. I'll start again, Laura. How much have you been listening to Tension? Quite a bit. I haven't, I haven't got it on CD yet, um, but I, I, I obviously listen to it when I'm at work, naughty me, on YouTube, um, on the speakers, because um, I, I obviously work from home, so it's kind of, it gets me through the working day. Um, and then at night time, you know, I'll kind of stream it on the TV as well. Um, I have, I have some favourites, but it is, um, it's good to see. I mean, this morning I, I, I heard that it, it hit the number five here in New Zealand on the album charts, which is fabulous for Kylie. Wow, number five. Go New Zealand. And by the way, um, Laura's with us today, but there are so many people from New Zealand all of a sudden listening to the show, whereas it was a little bit of a black spot for us before, but all of a sudden you guys have spiked in the statistics. So welcome to all those New Zealand listeners. She still sounds as popular as ever. And what I noticed in New Zealand, Laura, is that she's doing the rounds 
in the media. I saw her on your project show, for example, plenty mm-hmm. of radio shows too, I think. So she's, you know, taking you guys seriously as she should. Mm. Yeah, because for a while there, we kind of didn't really have much promo. Um, I mean, the only time she's toured here was for X. And I remember going to that. She had one show in Auckland. It sold out. And so they scheduled another show. Um, so there were two shows. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, sellouts. And she never came back. We've got a wicked delay, Laura. So forgive me talking over the top of you. It's all good. So number five in New Zealand, it's number one in Australia. What are you making of this? You've been listening to it for about a week now, and and as have I. Well, I've been listening to it for a bit longer than a week. <coughs> I might have had a preview copy. Um, what do you make of it one week in? Is it, where does it rank in Kylie's landscape? I am the naughty girl as well. Put me in the naughty corner. I might have I might have listened to some leaks a long time ago as well. Um, and that doesn't make me a bad Kylie fan. I've been a fan since 1988. I have three rooms full of Kylie stuff. Everybody that's ever met me knows that I love Kylie. Um, so, yeah, I it's definitely um, one of her best. Um, and it's that return to that pure pop, the classic Kylie. Can I share a theory with you, Laura? Yes. So over the past week, there have been quite a few fans, not a, not a deluge, but quite a few fans have messaged me on audio message or text message, which by the way, you can all do, time to talk Australia at outlook.com. Send me an audio message or send me a, send me a written message either way. And a lot of fans are telling me that they feel a little bit detached from this album. And I've been interested in that. When it was one person or two people, I thought, okay, that might just be that this isn't the Kylie album for you, and that's okay. But it seems to be quite a handful. So I've come up with a theory, and I'm going to run it by you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. The theory that I've come up with is that because of the viral element of tension, and in particular, Padam Padam, when this album came out, Unlike past albums like Disco or Golden, it hasn't been delivered to the relatively small group of us all around the world. It hasn't been like Kylie taking her cassette tape and putting it in each one of our hands and going, now listen, I'm not a global sensation, but you guys get me. Here it is. Enjoy it. And we love it. And we loved Golden and we loved Disco. I feel that some fans are feeling like our Kylie is out on international loan at the moment. And so therefore, when they listen to Tension, it's not such an intimate experience. And I might be getting too deep here, but even when I listen to it and I love the album, I know that this is not an intimate experience. This is uh, big mass media, uh, international, right? It doesn't feel like this is just between Kylie and I. She seems a little bit busy and distracted to give me her time at the moment. And I don't mind that, but I think some fans are maybe getting that subconsciously. What do you think of that very over overcooked theory of mine, Laura? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably the biggest thing for me when, you know, having been a fan for so many years 
and you know people sort of liking Kylie at the beginning and then it was uncool to like her then it was like when we came back to fever it was like yeah it's cool to like Kylie again you know can't get out of my head and and then it was she went down again in some people's you know eyes and stuff like the general public um well that's what it felt like to me um Mm. I kind of think with this album though I I love it I like how people are like soaking up Kylie because it's like finally you know she's been around for ages how do you not know about her I mean noticing all the the YouTube um reactions and and especially from Americans it's like guys she's been around for years and I'm always commenting on the the um the posts going they're like oh who is this you know lady and I'm like oh my god she's been around for like 30 something years she's an absolute icon you need to review some more of her work you know um and it kind of excites me a little bit because I'm like finally people are starting to recognize her but I just feel personally like it's a little bit too late because you know she's had amazing hits and it's like oh my god why have we waited till like now she's like 55 not that age is anything to do with it but it's like she's been around for so long why has it taken this long to kind of um you know, recognize her. And I I wonder if it is the promo because I have personally felt like the last few albums, et cetera, you know, especially here being here in New Zealand, there hasn't been the promo and you just don't hear about her. Like there's no, you know, you go to record shops or whatever, the very few that there are left and there's not much around um, uh, magazines, et cetera, TVs and stuff. She's not there like she is like in Europe etc and I get that that's her fan big fan base etc but um I think with Param Param especially there's been a lot more sort of promo um like um the American TV shows etc and that's kind of helped get that song out there and become viral and obviously TikTok um but yeah it's for me I think it's probably I I enjoy I enjoy it. I enjoy the fact that more people are hearing about Kylie because I can only think it's going to increase that fan base and, yeah, make her even more of an icon than what she is currently. It is quizzical for people like you and I to go, hmm, oh, wow, you've discovered Kylie Minogue. Well, and the other thing that bothers me, Laura, is this um, – You'll see it a thousand times because the promo is everywhere at the moment and so many of the media outlets are using that very stale old line, come back queen, come back princess, come back, come back, come back. She has never gone Mm -hmm. away Mm -hmm. in all the years since 1988 or 1987. She's never gone away. It's She's never had many years between – even when she got cancer, Mm. she really wasn't away for that long. It's absolutely amazing that um, and quizzical that some people are discovering her. But as you say, it's a wonderful thing. But I do feel that many of us subconsciously or have an awareness that she's on our, she is on international loan at the moment. Hey, let's talk about tension now that we've had some time to be listening to it. Even Padam Padam track one for me feels a little bit different when you're listening to it knowing that it's out there in the world as part of an album. I don't know why. It just does. I've got a strange brain, I think. So when I listen to the whole album, Padam Padam sounds a bit different. Um, 
What are your standouts straight off the bat, Laura, from the album Tension? What are your go-to tracks so far? Oh, my gosh. I've I've got a few. Um, probably my favourite is obviously on the bonus um, album, and that is Somebody to Love. I just – there's something about it, the lyrics – um, the musical arrangement, just the whole throughout is great. Um, that That's probably my favourite track. Vegas High, because I've been to Vegas, it totally reminds me of Vegas. Um, that fun, you know, do naughty stuff, what have you, um, no one's going to know about it. Um, so that that is great. Um, obviously, Param Param and, and Tension. Um, one More Time, because it's classic Kylie Pop. Um, there's just so many. Um, yeah, there's only probably a few that I just feel don't sit on the album. Tension for me is is much deeper, much more tender and much more emotional than it probably appears to be on first listen. The more you listen to it, I think that it starts to sink in that this has got some like some great emotional depth to it. But I still contend that those people, those new fans that you and I just spoke about who are searching for more of that padam padam, mm. they might be let down by this album. However, on the other hand, the uninitiated Kylie fans, as I'm calling them, they may go searching for more padam. There's no question they're going to buy attention searching and hoping for more padam. But then they might be pleasantly surprised that they've stumbled across what we know to be true Kylie gems because have a think about these, Laura. Uh, you Still Get Me High, mm-hmm. The Things We Do For Love, Just Imagine. They're all tracks that Kylie adores. They're full of melancholy. They're full of affirmation. And as us true Kylie fans know, they are truly little insights into her because who is Kylie? She's joy. She's hope. She's acceptance which is actually layered on a foundation of despair. That's how mm. I interpret Kylie. And those songs represent her. What do you reckon this new batch of fans is going to make of the album Tension? Yeah, it's kind of hard, isn't it? Because for me, I I would love the next uh, single to be Vegas High, something catchy to follow up, you know, Tension and Padam Padam. Um, and I know some people are like, oh, what about hands? But I just, for me, it doesn't fit. It's very 90s American R&B. Um, and I kind of, I want Kylie to be out there. I want people to be aware of her. And I just think if they listen to some other kind of songs, they'd go, what, this doesn't, yeah, they wouldn't get her. Um, because Panam's been such, it's like, that, you know, Can't Get Out of My Head was a, it's a huge song. Um but it's you've got to know Kylie to um, to understand her songs and um, yeah I think I think this album if you listen to the lyrics um, there is a lot of emotional I think it's written from the heart and a lot of personal experiences especially track uh, side A yeah. The next single is pretty critical. I'll tell you what, the chart success so far is phenomenal. Although I'm just going to point out, and no, I'm not having a go and I'm not even going to name the fan that I've been talking to who is telling the world that Tension's already up to 100 million 
uh, streams on Spotify because that's very misleading. What they've done there, Laura, is take the 77 million streams of Padam, yeah. added the eight to nine million streams of Tension, the song, and then they've added 10 out of 10, and then maybe the hundreds of thousands accumulatively of the rest of the tracks. And so there's this piece of information shredding through um, the Kylie forums at the moment that it's already up to 100 million streams on Spotify. Look, you could interpret that that way, I suppose, but I mm. really think that's not accurate. However, it doesn't diminish that it's been a huge success. It's number one in England where it has sold 53,000 units. And just listen to these updates. <clears throat> number one on the Scottish album charts, number one on the Australian ARIA charts, and then number two in Ireland, number three on the Dutch album charts, France, always loved Kylie there, uh, number five, Germany, number five, in, uh, it's 13 in Italy, Sweden, our favourite, uh, 19, and Japan. Remember Japan? She was so successful there with I Should Be So Lucky and um, her first two albums there, she was enormous in Japan. She released special singles over there, which at the time I really wanted to get my hands on. Um, and, mm -hmm. yeah, so she's doing really well in Japan. And all over the world, we're getting similar chart positions. And in it, <clears throat> I should have looked it up before this. I can't quite remember what it is. But she is actually on the US charts at the moment with the album Tension. So no doubt this is a monster, monster hit. Mm. I think they, the, the latest, I mean, just following the forums, and I don't know how accurate it is, and I did see that 100 million streams too, and I was like, mm, really? Wow. Um, but I think they said something about she's going to potentially hit the top 20. I would die if Kylie, I mean, she's just never broken into the American market um, like we've wanted her to, but hey, I wouldn't want them to steal her. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few fans saying, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't begrudge her some American success, but don't leave us, Kylie, don't leave us. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't worry about it. Hold on to now. What do you make of that track? Yeah, it's for me, it's got that X reference again. Um, I love it. The build up, the chorus, absolute perfection. It's, it's classic pop for me. Um, I like it. It was good to sort of see it performed live. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a favorite for me. I have highlighted it as one of my favorites on the song, but, uh, yeah, the build up chorus perfection. All right, fans, don't shoot me, but I have tried very hard to fall in love with Hold On To Now. I don't understand. I'm baffled by why it's track two on the album and I just can't vibe with her high notes in this. I don't think they're produced very well. I know it's a fan favourite. A lot of people are campaigning for it to be single number or the next single, three. Uh, and I respect that people like it, but I don't like those high notes. I think it makes her sound a little bit off, actually. I've tried. I really have. I promise you I've listened to it like a billion times and not, not doing it for me. The Things We Do For Love um, uh, is a very golden-esque track to me, Laura, and again, I didn't gel immediately with those golden mm. tracks, but this is a beautiful song. It gets straight to the point and the lyrics are just lovely. 
Yeah, and I think for me, what what's made me the more I've listened to it, the more I've kind of gone, yeah, I really like that. It's it's again, it's the it's classic Kylie, um, music, good musical arrangement. Reference to the X again. I, I'm sorry, I keep saying that, but if you listen to those lyrics, it's kind of. Um, but I think what sold it for me is the visualizer on YouTube. Yes, love it. Yeah, just Kylie and her sparkly, sparkly little jumpsuit there. Um, yeah, great, great. It's a, it's a good song. It's very catchy and uh, one of the ones that I do replay quite a bit. I love the fact that they're doing non-typical things to promote this album too. I don't know if you've noticed that. They're not following the usual formula. When they released every track with a visualizer, and apologies, everyone, for my voice. I'm starting to lose it. But I was absolutely thrilled with the visualizers. I, I never expected it. And they do make all the difference, don't they? Yeah, because they kind of – they did originally release um, – I know she uploaded sort of as soon as the album went um, live over here in New Zealand on YouTube, there was the sort of the tracks that were sort of uploaded with just the tension cover. And then it was, I think I was just playing one day on YouTube and I was like, hang on, is that a new Kylie video? Like, especially that uh, you can't, you get, you still get me high. And, uh, and then it was like, uh, I saw on Facebook, oh, we've released some visualizers and I was like, oh, this is a bit interesting, you know, and then the, the lyric videos mm. as well. So yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's it, obviously a different marketing scheme. Have I still got you, Laura? Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. No, that's all right. Might have we're, dropped we're, out a little bit there. No, we're just bat- we're battling away with the ten second delay. That's okay though. That's okay. Um, she's had quite a she's had quite a hand in writing a lot of these tracks too, which is and I swear I can the lessons she learnt from Golden in terms of writing because she spoke a lot about that. She said she learnt a lot about storytelling um, in the writing of music when she went over to Nashville, for example, and for that album as a whole, she had a hand in writing the things we do for love. She also had a hand in writing tension. As we all know, this was the famous Airbnb story, which really bothers me because when you and I think of staying in an Airbnb, you know, it's one bedroom with a mini bar fridge and you lock the door in case you're, you know, going to be stabbed in the middle of the night. That was nowhere Airbnb. She was staying in a luxury resort, if you've seen the behind the scenes. Ridiculous Airbnb, my foot. Um, luxury celebrity Airbnb at best. Tension, the actual song. I'm obsessed. I think it's one of the best songs she's released. Um, it is. It's it's extremely catchy. Um the the video didn't the video didn't do it for me. Um but listening, I think a few listens, I kind of got into into tension. Um, it didn't do it for me on the first listen. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, where is this going from, you know, like padam, padam. Um, but now it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's it's got a, it's definitely got a hook to it, very catchy. Um, I'm just still trying to work out the video. I just, <laughs> for me, that I just can't work it out. But um yeah, it's definitely a, a, a strong song, uh, Tension. Uh, definitely uh, one of one of the top ones that I've highlighted is, is, a, is a top track on this album. One more time, you've already mentioned, Laura, and it is classic Kylie. For me, I know, and I mean this in the, in the most beautiful mm-hmm. way possible, it's a classic Kylie album track. Not filler, but it's a classic Kylie album track. It might be like um, Always Find the Time or... Uh, live and learn on on let's get to it. It's a 
it's a great track, but <clears throat> not single worthy, but one that you would expect to find on a Kylie album. Yeah, it's, yeah, I agree with you there. It's definitely classic Kylie. Um, again, lyrics referring to going back to an ex. I'm like, what's the theme here? Um, but the musical arrangement throughout it, for me, is just, yeah, it's it's that the intro, the verse, the build-up, chorus, breakdown, drop, outro, perfection. Good. It's a good song. I wouldn't say it's in a single um, release, but definitely if you're a true Kylie fan, that's going to be one of the, the top ones up there for people, definitely for me. You Still Get Me High is very – I have a strange relationship with it because, again – I'm so repetitive. When I first heard it, all the tracks that reminded me of Golden, I wasn't a huge fan to, or fan of. But this was this is the one that I wake up in the morning and it's ah, it's going around in my head. It's it must have the earworm factor about it. Uh, and again, the visualizer um, put it over the edge for me too. This is actually a potential single. Uh, Hear me out on that, Laura, because it's not an obvious one at first, but towards the end of an album campaign, she'll sometimes release something a little bit um, less likely to be commercially successful. She's done that over the years, just towards the end in the dying moments of an album campaign. And this has got some authenticity about it that with the lyrics and um, as I say, it's it's Kylie giving insight into who she is. These are her affirmations that she truly believes in. And if you listen to the lyrics, I think You Still Get Me High has potential to be a single somewhere down the track. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it, it's got some great lyrics. I think the, the, the best part of the musical arrangement for me is the build up and in the chorus. Um, and it, it is, like you say, that, that earworm, you still get me. Um, and then uses obviously she gets into her vocal range, but um, the visualizer for me also sold it because um, it's a little bit different to the mm. others. It's sort of to me, it's a little bit more of a, a music video than a um, um, kind of visualizer because it, it's the rest kind of like have the lyrics or Kylie's like in the background. It's a bit of color and stuff, but that to me is a bit more. And I wonder if you're right there around whether that's going to be a single release in future, just how it's been currently, yeah, with that recording of that video, just a little bit different to the others. It kind of stands out a little bit more. You're listening to the Time to Talk show with me, Tim, and I have Laura with me. And just a reminder, in case you're wondering why we're not doing what normal people do in conversation and sort of talking over the top of each other just a little bit, we can't because there's a 10-second delay, so we've got to let the other talk and finish before we jump in. So you might be noticing that in this conversation, <laughs> but it's still flowing. Then we flip the vinyl now, uh, Laura, to side B, <clears throat> and we put the pin, we put the needle on it, and uh, we go to hands. Now, a lot of fans are saying this is one that Kylie had no hand in writing. Oh, there you go. That was of me that she had no hands in writing this uh but it's a lot of fans are saying they can't even hear her on this track she's spoken about it in interviews and she's talking about if it's really rapping or not rapping she said when she recorded it it could have gone one way or the other it could have been disaster in which case it would have went in the in the waste paper basket but it's made the album i'm i'm obsessed i love hands um i don't 
think it's getting universal praise. I think it's getting mixed reactions from the fan community. Yeah, it, 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 it's interesting. Maybe I need to listen to it a little bit more. But I I mean, my notes on it, is obvious, I'm not sure if it fits on the album. It, to me, it's not classic pop Kylie. Mm. It's kind of it gives me American R&B vibes of the 90s and agree um, with what you were saying earlier about the, the first part. I was like, who is that singing? That doesn't sound like Kylie. I was like, is she just trying to try a different sort of um, vocal arrangement there or an accent, what she's trying to do? And then I was like, that's not actually her. Who is that? Is this, an, is this a song featuring Kylie, like the 10 out of 10? But it's not a, it's not one for me, but maybe I just need to listen to a little bit more. I haven't actually listened to it much. So, yeah. Oh, seven two boy, call me up. Want to know what's up? Yeah, it's it's very unusual for Kylie to be singing like this almost, I don't know, mini gangster. It's quite cute, though. I, I, I think it's just got, it, it's a great pop melody. And ultimately, I would say that's why it made the album. Like at the end of the day, is the song, pop worthy and boy is it and i love its positioning with green light i think i said that in the last podcast these two live together and just for the record i've finally mastered the lyrics to green light i might not have them all right but i think i do and i will forever keep them in my version i've got to say green light surely laura surely you have to love green light Oh my god! I'm people are probably going to be listening, going, "What is wrong with her?" Um, it's kind of another one. It's it's catchy. The saxophone. I just again not sure if it fits on the album. Oh, like it does the definitely follow hands. by Kenny G. Um, it's. I mean, just just I know. <laughs> the the it, it, like hands. I haven't listened to it much, so. That's probably the reason why it hasn't really caught on to me because I've obviously listened to Badum Badum and all the rest sort of just crazy. But these two, Green Light Hands, um, not as much. But uh, on the first few listens, Green Light is definitely, it's definitely catchy. The saxophone, mm, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, dear. It's definitely different to, to Side A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? And, you know, I've heard... Quite a number of fans uh, say or write to me that Greenlight should have been a B-side. It sounds like a B-side to them, which I think is rather harsh. Now we move. I would have to agree, though. Go ahead, it sorry. It is probably a B-side. There's... I, I was just saying that I would have to agree it would be a B-side for me. I would have probably replaced it and maybe put it onto the bonus track um, and replaced it with a couple of other songs on the bonus um, tracks. How interesting, though, that the two songs that you're not too sure about or that you think are misplaced on the album are both ones that she hasn't had a hand in writing. That's really interesting because she did not write Green Light either. One she did contribute to, though, was Vegas High, Um uh, you've already put it down there. You've already thrown it out, Laura. You want this to be the next single? Yeah, I, I think with the Vegas um, concerts that she's going to be doing, I think that would totally work in with that promotional marketing. Um, and it's it's kind of got that club vibe. It's, you know, the outro of the song is perfection. And you know what I really love about this song is – not only towards the end, um, 
is the the year that she does in between, you know, after the first chorus. She goes, yeah, it's very cool. I, I just, it's a good song. Pop yeah, look, it's not my favourite, but I can see why it is one of the most commercial songs on the album. I can see why it's a very clear pick for single three. Uh, uh, a, it's very, very commercial. It seems radio friendly to me. It feels of its time. But most importantly, and most obviously, it's going to come out, if she chooses to release it, right on the cusp of these Vegas shows, which they're going to go for maximum publicity when she starts those as well, because this is not a residency that will end. It's going to go on for years and years. So the more buzz, the better. So this just fits like a beautiful jigsaw puzzle piece. 10 out of 10. It's a great track. A lot of people hate it. But if you were one of the new fans picking up the album, I believe this would be one of the tracks that you'd think were pretty good if you were looking for that sort of, you know, um, current vibe that Padam and Tension seem to have. What are your thoughts on 10 out of 10? We've been living with this track forever. Yeah, I I would agree. I, I'm not sure why... Um... I think I said before why you'd have a, a a track that just features Kylie on the album. Maybe I would have probably put it on a bonus. It definitely needs to be on the album, but I would put it. I would have moved it to bonus track. Um, but it's got that clubby vibe again with the padam padam tension Vegas high. It, it's it it definitely has that for me that radio um vibe to it as well. Um, even though it's kind of classic Kylie. Um, it's not it's not one of the favourites for me on this album. With Kylie, I've got a little basket over here to my left and and s- certain songs go into that basket. So I'm thinking um, Other Boys, uh, I'm thinking uh, this, 10 out of 10. I'm thinking the Giorgio Moroder tracks. Now, it's not a waste paper basket, people. I'm not saying it's trash. I'm saying there are little collaborations, little experimental things she does off to the side that they sit in that basket there. It's a beautiful basket. It's got a great ribbon on it. It's a prized basket. It's a cherished basket. By the way, Laura, can you tell I'm agitated? Because fans get right up me no matter what comes out of my mouth. So I'm making it really clear. I'm not saying (laughs) things in the basket are bad. They're not bad. They're good. Good. Basket. Good. Good. Basket. Laura, is it clear that the basket's good? (laughs) <laughs> it's very clear. Yep, the basket's good. It's got a great ribbon. It's a gold <laughs> ribbon. It's big. Yep, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. The final track of the standard album is Story. Uh, she loves this, doesn't she? Um, and we're recording this at the time where she's just sung it live for the first time. And I think a little bit like No More Rain, I – Imagine she had visualised performing this live, well, even while she was writing it probably, and now that she has, I think it really got to her that she was just so looking forward to saying to her fans, you're part of my story. Uh, And she cried, and it's made some headlines around the world that she cried on stage. Um, Well done, media, for making a mountain out of a molehill. But any attention at the moment is good. Story, do you love this one? It's it's not one of my favourites, but again, I haven't listened to it like some of the others, so I need to listen to it, I think, a little bit more to, to get it. I, I did watch the Shepherd's Bush, it was Shepherd's Bush, wasn't it, um, performance, um, 
and I thought interesting song to sing live because there's a bit of vocal range that she needs in it and she she hit them perfectly which was uh, of course why wouldn't Kylie um to me the probably the best part of the song is the build-up and the chorus um it's it's definitely an interesting song but I didn't know she cried I didn't know she got a little bit upset so that's kind of really gorgeous I think that's lovely because the big thing with Kylie for me is she's very appreciative of her fans mm. and she knows she's not kind of she's not very dismissive of them she knows that that her fans have been there with her and she's different to a lot of other artists because she's got a, a true fan um calling there where there's there've been fans right from the beginning that have followed her and stayed with her they've never really dropped off and i think she knows that you know and so yeah every time she kind of puts an album out i know that she's put her heart and soul into it because um she wants to do the best for her fans and not just the public i think predominantly it is for the fans and so she's very appreciative of that and so I think I think that's beautiful that she got a little bit upset because there is that quite close relationship with her true fans and there is that story we've followed Kylie I mean I've grown up with Kylie since I was 12 every album for me has been a part of my life and if I listen to those songs I'll be like I can go straight back in time and know exactly what happened um and yeah, I kind of, yeah, as I said, grew up with Kylie from the age of 12. I'm now 45. I mean, a lot of people say to me, oh, are you still a fan of Kylie? Like, really? And I'm like, hell yeah. She's part of my I story. I bloody love her. She's, you know, she's she's been there through it all. Yes, she is part of my story. And she is she is who I am. I, you know, like, um, that's one thing people know me for is they're like, Oh my God. Like they'll ring me up. Do you know, Carly's going to be on TV. You know, Carly's on the latest magazine at the shop or, um, heard Kylie on the radio and the thought of you. So I think that's great. Um, but yeah, that's one thing with Kylie is that whole story. And that's, I think where that song comes from is, you know, we've, we've been there right through through everything and we've stuck with her through thick and thin and I don't think there are many art, artists out there that can say the same um yeah how interesting that you and I have just by talking this through nailed the fact that story is the track on this album that was for us whether or not it was originally intended to be or not it absolutely is the story mm. of the relationship between Kylie and her fans. I've said this so many times over the years, even when she was young, she is one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever come across. I don't know if you watch her in, in interviews, when she's interacting with people, she is so attuned to the way other people are responding and feeling, which is completely at odds with the typical celebrity who is all about looking inwards about themselves and that's almost a trait you need to have to be successful in in the celebrity world kylie's never had it she's succeeded despite that she's always looking at others she's always more curious about those around her she's much more fascinated in knowing about the people in the room than talking about herself and with story it is it's the story it's the shared story between us and her. And by the way, Kylie, if you or any of your people are listening, and I've been told that that happens on occasion, 
don't think for a moment that I haven't seen the nods and many of us have seen the nods you're giving us at this point. Going back to what I said earlier about some fans feeling like she's out on loan at the moment, she's mentioned in plenty of those interviews. She's very subtle, but she's nodding to us. She's going, yep, I, I remember you're still there. I haven't forgotten you. I'm, I'm busy at the moment, but I, I know you're still there. And it makes me well up like just what you said, uh, she's family and a very important part of my family. Don't know how we got so off track there and so deep, but story is clearly welling some stuff up for you and I, Laura. Let's move into something more frivolous, shall we, before I get all deep and need to have a scotch. Uh, Love Train. (laughs) Love Train is that quirky, quirky song. I adore it. And she did have a hand in writing Love Train. Did you originally think it was the rhythm of Love Love Train (laughs) that she performed live? Yes, it does give me kind of like Light Years vibes as well. Um, it is it is quite a catchy catchy song. I can I can understand why it's been put on the bonus um, and not on the main album. Um, but it is very much You're it does so give polite, me Laura. vibes. Sorry from, to interrupt from other with the overlap. And but one of them came up with Light Years. So polite, saying mm, I like it. I can see why it's a deluxe added bonus track. I love that. So polite. I know I can't I can't say that I hate any Kylie song because anything Kylie puts out I'm so appreciative. What about go hard I'm or like, go home? Oh, it just it helps me get through get through my day. I mean, yeah, that's that's all right. <laughs> it, it's not a favorite, You're but so polite. I will listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard the love train, I can put you on a track to the moon in the fast lane. Um, funny old lyrics here, um, but lots of little um, classic Kylie screeches that get me through it. Like um, there's a little bit of a toot toot from that uh, golden version of Locomotion she did in this for me. Just a little hint. Kooky to say the least. Now Just Imagine is one that's really grown mm. on me. Um I'm trying desperately to learn the words. I can pick Just Imagine every time Just Imagine comes up. I know that part. Now, Karen Poole wrote this. Karen Poole, who's uh, a friend of Kylie, really, and co-collaborator and has written so many, so many classic Kylie hits, including Wow and We Could Go On All Day. Do you like Just Imagine? Not one of my favourites. Um, it, it it gives me does give me PWL vibes, um, oh. like eighties Kylie. Um, the the build up and chorus is fabulous, but I'm the same as you. Like I actually probably need to Google the lyrics because I, I I'm trying to work out what she's singing. All I can get is just imagine. Um, I I can't work out the rest. So which is interesting for me because normally. I can listen to a Kylie song like once and I'll get the lyrics straight away. But this one, I'm like, I can't understand what she's singing. So well, it's, a, it's I think the definitely song different is, for me. One of the first probably Kylie songs that I'm like, oh, I don't actually know what she's singing. I think the lyrics, Laura, are all around she's seeing the person she wants to be with, which is actually classic Kylie. It was all about unrequited love back in the PWL days. And I think this is it. She's visualising just imagine if you and I were together. But there is a lyric in there, and someone please let me know. 
It's something like my heart beats out of my hands. And I don't know, is, is that a clunky way of trying to say she can't control her heartbeat? It's out of my hands? Or is she literally saying my heart is beating out of my hands because ugh, it makes me feel a bit sick and I look at my veins bulging out of my wrists and it makes me feel sick. So someone needs to correct me on that. <laughs> Laura, I've got a strange brain. I'm sorry. No, that is, it, that's an interesting lyric. So, yeah, I would love to know if anyone could kind of break that down as to what they think that sort of means because um, I have no clue. Somebody to love, you've already said, is one of your standouts. I love it. I love it because it's, it's yeah, the whole thing from from the, the, the moment it starts right to the end, there's not a part of it I don't like. It's it's a great song, the musical arrangement, just everything about it. Um, it's the standout for me on the whole. It's very album. heavenly. The production of it is very heavenly. I've got to say, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful song, a lovely way to finish off the album too. Now, there's these. I don't know if we are able to talk about them. I've heard them both, heavenly body and drum, which are annoyingly on the. I think it's the 962nd version of Tension feature these two songs. Um, you can have them autographed on cassette, not autographed on vinyl. You can have them in purple. You can have them in pink. You can have them sparkle dust. You can have them delivered via courier or delivered by pigeon. There are a billion versions of Tension. On one of those versions, you can find Heavenly Body and Drum, if you're willing to pay the price, of course. Uh, have you heard either of these tracks, Laura? I haven't heard drum, but I have heard Heavenly Body. What do you make of it? And I think it's pure pop perfection. As I said, I haven't heard drum, but um, I do. I do like Heavenly Body. I find it interesting that even if you bought the standard edition and then had the additional deluxe tracks and the bonus deluxe tracks of Heavenly Body and Drum. And you sat down, you know, with your pipe and cigar, as you do in New Zealand, you know, and your robe. Um, the whole album is only a little over 53 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's quite short, isn't it, really, for an album, um, which is interesting. But I think that's I think that's the way that the music is going today. Like, people just don't want long songs. It's just short and sweet, in and out, done. The one thing that stands out to me about this album, though, is when you look at it or listen to it with um, with the ear of how will this translate live into the Tension Tour, the TT, um, it's, this is made for live, the whole album, isn't it? I, I could actually, you know, when Madonna used to go on tour, she was very well known for doing practically every bloody track off the new album. Um, and sometimes that was annoying because not every track off the album was a banger. I reckon Kylie in the on the Tension Tour, honestly, there's – in fact, I don't think there's any tracks on here on any of the editions that she couldn't perform live, you know, with a great deal of respect and dignity. I think they all qualify for a live outing on the Tension Tour. Yeah, agree. It'll be interesting to see what the set list is for Vegas – um, because, you know, I know the recent sort of uh, shows that she's done, she's gone back to a lot of the, the familiar favourites and that sort of thing and, and the, the, the dreaded the kids that people don't <laughs> tend to like. Um, but, yeah, I think, 
<laughs> I think she could definitely, like you say, sing all these songs and it would be a fabulous concert. And I kind of hope that she does it in Vegas. Although, you know, gosh, I wish I was going. You would expect the odd Kylie, you know, favourites to come out here and there that have been throughout the decades. Super Minogue fans like you and I, we're going to have to be very tolerant this era. Uh, there's no question in my mind that all the tracks that we've been begging to be given a rest are not going to be given a rest. I mean, why would she? She's she's needs to preach to the newly converted, to the uninitiated. So she is going to be pulling out. My God, love at first sight. Honestly, if I hear that song one more time, I think I might throw up. And uh, kids, although she has given that a rest for a little while, but certainly spinning around and you know, even Can't Get You Out of My Head, which is her biggest song of all time, I'd be putting my hand up for, yeah, you can rest it. But the fact is we're going to have to be tolerant. She's not resting any of them, not now. They're all coming out of the woodwork. All the favourites, the big ones, the ones that she thought should have been hits like Breathe, she's always a little bit obsessed by giving Breathe a run, I've noticed. They're all going to come back. Um, so let's be tolerant and Let's look at the person in the audience who's never heard it before and go, hmm, yeah, it's good, isn't it? How dare you not have picked up on that before? So, yeah, let's be tolerant, Laura. Agree. Have you got any predictions for tension? Yeah, I think it was interesting because, like, disco was around COVID and stuff, which is what kind of what we needed to kind of keep everyone's sort of spirits high and that sort of thing. And she couldn't really do much with it around promo and tour and stuff because of COVID, which was a shame. But I think with tension, you know, I think as long as the, that marketing's out there, you know, I'm seeing Kylie a lot more in, on magazine covers that I haven't seen her over here for mm. years. Um you know, just different TV appearances, that sort of thing, and keeping people in, you know, knowing of Kylie, keeping her in their heads is going to ensure that this album has that longevity. Um, but it's it's got to be a good marketing campaign and not just for the fans because I, I love the kind of the extra colours and the different things of the vinyl albums, but give me a little bit more. So what else What's going to make me buy that album, that that particular thing you're going to put out there around Kylie? So maybe attention B-sides. I don't know, something to kind of keep it going. But it's definitely, for me, going to be the promos, the TV appearances, um, the magazine covers, just keeping people in their, in, in her head, uh, in their heads of Kylie is, is going to make this album, you know, continue and have that longevity. It's certainly going to have some longevity, as you say, Laura. It's so great talking to another super fan because nobody else cares. Nobody else cares. No one wants to talk to me like this. But Laura does. My friend in New Zealand does. Thanks, Laura. It's been, it's been really fun having a chat with you about tension. And I think we've got lots of new surprises and things in store for us that we can't predict. I think that they're going to go all out and do the unexpected here. And they already have. So it's an exciting time to be a Kylie fan, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And I'm so glad um, for this this era and, yeah, enjoying every minute of it. It's great. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Isn't Laura fantastic? Thank you again, Laura. I'm so glad that you are enjoying Tension. 
as much as the rest of us are. Now, don't forget about that competition. Rate the show and you could win the Two Hearts Red Vinyl. It could be yours. And listen, I have absolutely loved spending some time with you. Sincerely. The age of the pop megastar might be fading, but you and I can keep talking. I love it every time we meet and we get the chance to have a chat. You take care of yourself. Until next time.